The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here, and this is my podcast, my weekly show, and... That's as regular as I'm going to get for this week's episode. So here's a deal, you guys. This is episode 200. Uh, the only goal I had with this episode is to do one take for the start. And so this is my first take. So you know, I've won. 200 episodes in, I can finally just lay this down without going back five times and correcting. Not to say this is good, but it's just I'm not going back. It's ships left a harbor, you guys. If you're just joining me at episode 200, where where have you been? Where the heck have you been that you waited 200 episodes to join this podcast? A little warning. This is not going to be like any other uh, episode I've ever done. And I'll tell you a little bit about that uh, as I get past this announcement. If you're just joining me, please go back and listen to old episodes. You'll get a sense uh, quickly of what I do here each week and every week. 200 weeks. Every week, 200 weeks. So, is 200 substantively different from any other number? No, but it is in my mind. It's an anniversary, and so I'm going to go with it. I'm not going to overthink the number. It's nice and round and even and pretty. And so I thought, well, I'll do something a little different. For episode 100, I got some listeners together and and had them talk, and that was awesome. I had them again um, around 150-ish. Not same listeners, but new ones. Um, For episode 200, I thought I would just turn on the microphone and let it roll. I have zero notes in front of me, uh, no bullet points, nothing. Um, And I thought I would just kind of talk about this podcast, where it has gone, and in many ways in very unexpected directions. Um, And I just have some thoughts to share about this going forward. And so if you've never listened to this before, go back and listen to old episodes and then maybe come back to this one. But um, a lot of reflecting I've been doing. I mean, 200 episodes, 200 weeks in a row, haven't missed a week. Um, And that's kind of a, you know, when you think about it, it's, you know, I'm going on four years. So this September, if you're just listening to this, this is in July July 17th, 2017, in September, in two months, it'll be my four-year anniversary. The short story of how this came about was my book, my first book, Approach the Natural Health Manifesto, came out in January of 2013 on a little publisher called Roundtree Press, who are, by the way, publishing my next book. Um, They've gotten bigger since my first book came out. I don't think that has anything to do with my first book, but they have grown as a publisher, which is kind of cool. It's good timing for my next book, Raising Healthy Parents coming out in September, and they bit uh, on a little book by an unknown guy. It's a weird book. It's a manifesto. It's a philosophy of health. It's, you know, all the things that I stand for, downplaying food, trying to broaden people's views, all these kinds of things. They bit on it, and I wrote a book, and they put it out. It's done better than they expected, definitely done better than I expected, um, but when it came out, I... I I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I had a practice as a nutritionist and was working with people and teaching classes at the Stanford Inn. And as part of that, uh, you know, book coming out and the whole deal, the publicist working on it, a guy named Tyson, who's also doing the next book, said, hey, this guy, Rich Roll, down in Los Angeles, he's going to blurb your book. And he 
asked if you know you'd come on his podcast and I, I I really am not exaggerating when I tell you I didn't know what a podcast was I mean I, I knew that people listened to these things I had no idea how to get them at, at all um, and so I said yeah sure that'd be you know great and so I show up in LA and and uh, did this book event at this bookstore down in wherever Orange County and then I came up and drove over to Rich's house and 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 it's a cool house in Malibu and Calabasas area and I and I get, go into his garage and there's two microphones and I meet him and he's a really nice guy and we have this hour and a half conversation <clears throat> about a whole bunch of stuff it was a really good conversation episode 20 so he had really just started his podcast um, not that far before not that long before it and so we had this conversation I had known nothing about podcasts at this point but he had had a best-selling book out already he was a a, a known you know entity and that podcast really was a, a, in a in a way a jump start of my career it 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 fueled the book um which had already been doing okay and and, and like surprisingly like hadn't getting out there and i was you know getting it reviewed on blogs and all sorts of things so it was selling and then then rich comes in and interviews me and it was very cool um but aside from that was this thing where i sat down at, in this medium in a garage and i'm very you know i'm you guys have you if you've just joined me you won't know but i used to be an indie rock musician i i'm very much of that garage band mentality band mentality i really liked this like i'm sitting in a garage like this is not fancy in, in and not there's anything wrong with that but i just kind of like this informal i felt like it was conducive to a very uh very f- informal and loose but deep conversation and I left his garage and I thought, man, that this is something I might want to do. I feel like this is a good medium for me. And I started researching. Uh, at that point, I stopped watching the news, listening to the news, and used my time in my car to just listen to different podcasts. I mean, not even related to health, just how are people doing this? You know, WTF podcast. Um, I listened to even some financial podcasts because a friend of mine's in tech and he goes, oh, this, you listen to this one. This is really cool the way he puts this together. And I just started listening to podcast after podcast to get a sense of, okay, what is this medium? That's when I realized like there is no, there's no laws. There are no laws, no censorship. This is, it's, it can be free form. I didn't want mine to be free form, but it can be. And I thought, what well, this is incredible. So I walked into Jeff and Joan Stanford's office and said, um, well, Jeff's office and said, Hey, I'm going to probably start a podcast. So, um, yeah, can you, you know, like, fix me up and he goes yeah whatever you want like (laughs) so bought a laptop for me bought a microphone for me and i just kind of let it sit for a few months pondering and and this is the truth when i tell you i had no plan about that where this podcast was going to go i knew that i didn't want it to be an interview podcast per se i i i knew early on that i was going to have potentially guess on if somebody picked my interest but it wasn't like i got to find a new guest every week it sounded exhausting anyway to do that, but I had things to say. And my first plan going out, out, literally out of the shoot was, okay, well, I'll just revisit my book and I'll go sort of chapter by chapter. And so chapter one's on food. So I'll sort of talk about that, but more in in more depth. And then I'll go on to chapter two, which is on movement. And I'll, and I'll discuss that a little bit more in depth than it is in the book. And I, it's just something weird happened when I turned the microphone on that first day, uh, that first episode. I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I told my wife, I was like, I'm going. I told Lisa, I'm like, I'm going downstairs to do this. She's like, okay, cool. Let's see what happens, you know? And I went downstairs and I just turned this thing on. And I remember I had a decent microphone. Actually, I had my own microphone. That's what it was. He bought me a microphone later on. But anyway, I had this SM58, sure, whatever for you tech nerds. That's what that is. My favorite microphone as a musician. And I had it hooked up and hit play. Uh, record 
and only realized afterwards that I had not selected the right settings. And so I used basically what was the micro, the internal microphone on the laptop for my first episode, talking very seriously into a, into a, into a microphone, <clears throat> but that was not actually picking up my voice because the computer laptop was, uh, but it was fine enough and I floated it and, you know, three downloads, you know, that kind of thing. And I just, I just felt comfortable in that medium. I, I just, I don't know how to tell you except for it just felt right. And so I came back and did it, you know, almost a week, a little over a week later, but it was about a week. It took a few times for me to, you know, average was once a week by far. And then it, and then eventually just actually because of my schedule with work and everything, it just became this thing where I was like, okay, Monday seems like a good day to do this. And I'll post it Monday night. And most people will pick it up Tuesday morning. There was no rhyme or reason to that. There was no marketing strategy to that. I don't even know to this day if that's a good idea. It just worked in my schedule. So I did it. Now, 200 episodes later, and a bunch of incredible guests, uh, not a ton, but the ones I've had I, I've, are cool and great and interesting and weird. And, and, and that's kind of what I think maybe if I think about this podcast, I think it's cool and interesting and weird also. It is not, uh, I don't know, here's what I've been going through the last week, and I know it is because of episode 200, but also my daughter Luna turned 13. There's been some, it's reflect, I've been reflecting on this trek of just being in a weird, comparatively to what I was doing in Los Angeles, acting and playing music. And that was what I did and, and really identified with that. And now I'm doing this completely different thing, but I've been doing it a while, almost 10 years. And this is feeling just as me as when I was playing music. It's it's natural. It feels good. It feels positive. Um, and so, but I've been reflecting a lot and I, and, and, I have this inclination recently to, you know, kind of analyze my own podcast. And I really don't want to do that. I don't want to open that bag. I have no idea. But the messaging in my brain sometimes is like, why is anybody listening to this thing? You know, and I know that may just be the self doubt talking the chatter, but I don't, I really don't know why. I, except to say, I mean, I can get, I can totally understand somebody going like, oh, yeah, I got it, like small steps and then sort of bailing off and going to listen to, you know, Will Ferrell on WTF podcast. Like I totally, totally understand that. What's been incredible, and I know I, I hope you guys know, I, I thank you every week. Um, people who have written me, you know, e hundreds and hundreds of emails, you know, tweets, Facebook posts, um, how this podcast serves them week to week. How, how, you know, many people have binge listened. They, they, they start listening, and then they, they just go to the backlog on my website and, and just start at episode one and roll it. Um, and, and I really, I have to tell you, this is not <clears throat> false humility or anything inauthentic. I promise that it is one of the reasons why I have not canned this thing sooner. And I'm not canning it now. I'm just saying why I haven't canned it at all is because I, there is a group of people and not in the millions, not even in the 10,000s that listen to this podcast and that, that are benefiting from my approach. And, and it keeps me there's the truth coming here every week and enjoy, and not only coming here, but enjoying this process. And part of that is the interaction be, between you guys and me, you know, on an email, Facebook, Twitter level, you guys know that I'm, I mean, right now I'm sitting in front of a table. I've got a laptop in front of me. I've got a microphone in front of me. I have a pen in my hand. I have an espresso to my left and a jar of water. And I'm, usually have notes, but I don't this week. And I'm talking to a microphone in my little studio and it it's, 
it goes out into the world and, and people listen. And I don't, it's interesting, like the numbers game, I, I, you know, at first was like, well, I got to grow it and it's not growing fast. And I just stop. I just don't, it, it has definitely grown and I'm happy about that, but it really is not a focus of me. Um, I, I feel very, um, much like it's my music. It's a lot like my music where we did okay as a band, but we didn't, we weren't mainstream. We never were going to be mainstream. The people who liked us got us and really, and really were, were hit by us on a deeper level. And that was just always okay with me. It was, it was always okay with me. And I realized that this podcast is the same way. I think because I'm, I'm, this is what I'm seasoned at after my stint with music, which is knowing how I want things very clearly and, and, and communicating them in that way, knowing that it may not be the best thing in terms of, uh, marketing or, or making money, but that it's true. And it feel and I feel good doing it. I'm not in conflict. I don't turn off the microphone every week and go, Oh, that felt dirty. I feel dirty for the things that I said that I didn't mean. Instead, I go hope it hits somebody, you know, cause it's real. It's helped me. It's, um, it's something I feel very strongly about and it has absolutely affected my life in a, in a, uh, just a monumentally profound way in terms of the way that this little podcast, just like my little book, opened up so much stuff. I mean, I had my small steps approach pretty well formed, but it has grown. I didn't have the first task at that time. I didn't have even the formal steps list. I knew that I that this idea of a steps list of small stepping in, I, I it was it was very strongly part of me because of my failure as a nutritionist early on, handing people diets. I've talked about it before, essentially handing somebody a diet and them not following it, and me saying, "Well, what's going on here?" and then doing I you know coming up with that small steps idea. But then it was, well, wait a second, this isn't about food because I'm already seeing somebody coming to me about food, but I see that their stress in, is in their life, and food is how they're taking care of that stress. And if I could help them lower overall stress, they become healthier. It's a pretty easy equation to understand, but oh so difficult to implement in this world with all that we are up against every day. A lot of the stuff I've reflected on recently is that, you know, I don't want to come in here and feel like a, you know, to sound like a downer. But the, but the fact of the matter is we're not getting healthier. We're not getting happier. We're I think as a species, we're more angry, more violent. There's incredible people out there, and I just want to be somebody who tries to help people live lives more on their terms the best the way that I can. And I'm certainly not the only one, but that's what it is. Um, the reason I don't want to be a downer is because I do talk about the things that I'm seeing in the world. I am seeing the struggles, but I'm also seeing incredible strength in individuals who are writing me just years of tough times and behaviors that they know don't serve them. They, they, they really are in conflict about them, I argue, because they know that deep down that's not who they are. And watching these people acknowledge that and make changes at any age is, is throws every, every bit of conventional wisdom on its head at how you know people can't change. Well, they, they are changing and they're doing amazing stuff. And when we put this idea of perfection, I guess... One of the things that I want you guys to understand is as I as I am, you know, thinking about my own life in the last few years and this podcast is that I struggle the same way that you guys do. I I yes, I've studied 
a lot about nutrition and behavior and, and I've crafted an approach. And, but I have to under, you have to understand that this approach helps me too. And I think that, and, and this speaks to so many times I've, I've talked about perfection in the podcast. I've talked about failure. These are the, in many ways, the things that hinder our progress in our own lives. And I was thinking, if I tried to sort of exude this idea of perfection, that I'm somehow perfect, of perfect health and no struggles, and I've got this 100% dialed in, then, then what I do is I fake it every week. Then I would be faking it because I'd have to convince you of something that is absolutely 100% not true. And I don't want to play that game. It makes me maybe less convincing to some. I don't know. But I will say that what I try to do is, is voice to you the struggles that are very real for me, the anger that I have, the resentment that I have, the jealousy that I have, the struggle that I have with eating, the struggle that I have with getting my ass off the couch to exercise. I'm, I do believe I'm managing those things pretty darn well. And I'm, and I'm as a 48, almost, you know, going on 49 this December year old man, I'm active. I have energy. I'm doing things that I love. I, I am managing these things, but they're there. And I want you guys to understand, you know, 200 episodes in, and I've mentioned it before, I am not standing up here uh, a perfection. I, I do believe that I'm a, a good example. I do believe that. And I do believe that because it is first and foremost my goal before I say word one into this microphone every week to live the best example I can. That is the truth. And if we just try to live the best we can, then perfection is really unnecessary as a concept. It, I don't have to embody what I think you think is perfect because I have no idea what that you think it is. And probably people have different ideas of that. I want to live as happy and healthy as I can. And I, I really believe, and I hope it comes across each week in this podcast, that my approach is, is a great one. And, and, and I partly believe that because of how I've heard from you and, and I've worked with clients and, and things like that. Um, and, and I get that feedback. And again, I'm not 100% with clients. You know, I will say that the clients who actually adopt this as an approach, obviously they succeed. Like anything else, you can go like, oh, this sounds great. I'll try it for a month and I'll give it up. Well, okay, then you essentially just did a diet. This is long-term. The reason I come here every week is because what started as a pretty, in my mind, a pretty simple concept, small steps, break it down, you know, try to ease your way in, long-term habit, has blown up into so many areas I can't even tell you. It's like, like I just said, the concepts of perfection, of failure, of, of, you know, junk food eating as a solution, not a problem, but it's a solution and how we can think all these different things that, that come up for me in my practice, because I'm living this every week and I'm teaching people and working with clients. So I'm thinking about this all the time and I'm going for runs and I have a voice recorder in my pocket because ideas come flowing in there and on about my videos and about my podcast and, and I, and I record them because otherwise I forget them. (laughs) And so but so many different directions and so many different ways of thinking about things that it, it does blow my mind that I've done 200 episodes because I look back and I go, what the heck have I been talking about for 200 episodes? And I'm not scripting things and I don't repeat things verbatim, but I do certainly revisit struggles because the struggles don't go away. This is not something you can go, okay, I got it. Now I can just turn on a switch because you go out your door and the world hits you. The marketing and the advertising, all these things I've talked about ad nauseum, they're there and they're not going away anytime soon and I don't really care to think about it, frankly. What I want to do is in my own life and with you guys is to help you negotiate that stuff better, help you stay true 
to who you truly are more than you were the day before and more than you will today, tomorrow. I want you guys to know who you are and be able to learn that so well and remind yourselves so clearly of that whenever you can. Those are the moments I talk about. That when you go into the world and you see some diet on TV or you see some before and after photo in a magazine, you kind of go, uh-huh, I feel that tug, but you're not going to get me this time because it's not how, how the way it works. It's just not the way it works. Dr. Oz, you crafty, crafty man, but I'm not going to bite on that because it's a bigger picture than any one little pill you're talking about. It's a, it's a, it's a way of approaching your life no matter what you do. In your life, no matter your job, no matter if you're a parent, if you're not a parent, if you're young, old, it's a way of approaching your life to say, how do I do the best by me? How do I take care of myself in a deeper way than ever before? How do I justify taking care of myself in my own mind when I guess I'm supposed to be taking care of my children? I'm supposed to be taking care of my aging parents. I'm supposed to be taking care of my coworkers and my friends. I'm, I'm supposed to be caring for them, right? I mean, we should sacrifice ourselves for the good of others. That's what we're told. That's the ethic of what we're told. And yet that's in complete opposition to who we are as animals, as who we are as beings. We are designed to, for self-care. We're designed to minimize stress. We're designed to be healthy. We work best at those very base levels of familial joy and interaction and food that our bodies understand. That's how we work best. And I'm just, I think part of the reason I started this podcast is because I'm tired of apologizing for that. I don't want you guys to apologize for that. I care for other people. I care for my children. I care for my wife. I care for my friends. I do things for people, but not at the expense of myself, because frankly, I can't continue to do all those things if I'm not doing well myself, but also because it's a natural state to say, I'm just going to got, I want to get these ducks in a row. I don't want to think about, and here's reality. If you don't take care of yourself in mind and body, you end up thinking about it more than you would. You end up spending a lot of physical energy and mental energy, same thing, essentially, on you. That's the irony. You don't take care of yourself because you take care of others. Then you get more stressed. Then you get more unhealthy. Then all of a sudden you're like, that's when you start yo-yo dieting. That's when you start reading books, self-book, health books, and all these kinds of things because you're not taking care of yourself and you end up spending way more time and energy that you could be spending, ironically, taking care of the people you think you should be taking care of. When you acknowledge and don't apologize anymore for taking care of yourself first, dial in a mot most of the time. So that you, you it's a, it becomes a habit. You ease your way in so that it's just a habit that you don't have to think about anymore. Then all of a sudden, free time. Free time. And if you don't need to spend any more time taking care of others, it's free time that you can spend doing even more for yourself. That book you wanted to write, that song you wanted to write, that painting you wanted to paint, that trip you wanted to take, that person you wanted to reconnect with that you haven't seen in 20 years. All of a sudden, because you dial in this baseline of self-care, you are free to expand your life in the best possible way that comes back yet around to making you a better caretaker because you're happier and healthier. Because you're happier and healthier, you make better choices about food and exercise and all these kinds of things. We want to make it, food is the thing. Food is my, that's my thing. That's my thing is food. Well, it's not your thing. Not your things. One of your things. That's a fact. 
you may try to make it your thing, but it's not one of your things. You're still going to work and you're still seeing people. You're still probably doing a bunch of other stuff. I want to help everybody and I've wanted from day one to help everybody broaden their view about what it is to live a full life, to say it's never about any one thing. And frankly, the thing you think it is most about, it's probably not about that at all. So many clients have come to me over the years with you know, food issues, with weight issues. And the work that I do with them shines a light on this fact. It's n- not about that, not about food or weight. It's about stress. It's about unhappiness. It's about a world that is very difficult to negotiate. And when you learn how to do that, you lower your overall stress. You make better food choices. When you make better food choices and better choices around movement, your weight follows because you're making yourself healthy. It's never about weight. It's about health and nourishment and self-care and self-interest in an intelligent way, not in a greedy way, not in a, I got to get mine, it's screw everybody else way, but how can I do this by me better? How can I do the best I can tomorrow in, in, in whatever tomorrow presents itself? It is, I understand healthy eating, but tomorrow I'm traveling and I can't eat the very, very best, most healthy things, but what can I do by, best by myself tomorrow? All of a sudden, militancy, gone, rigidity, gone. How can I do the best I can tomorrow with whatever circumstance presents itself? Understanding that our world is full of circumstances we cannot control, but we have way more control than we think about how we react to those circumstances. And that is why I come here every week. Mm. I take a sip of a, of a now lukewarm espresso. It has been, um, a, in a way, a wild ride. My podcast has introduced me then to videos, which I, I now love, doing my YouTube channel. It's it's launched me as a speaker around the country to actually speak in front of people, which is freaking amazing and incredible. Like I, I just I love it, love it, love it, love it. I've met incredible people. I can get interviews now because I'm more known than I was when I started. So it's been kind of nice to be able to email somebody, invite them, and have a conversation with them. Incredible people, including Ritual and Matt Frazier and Garth Davis and Matt Fitzgerald and you know, Jeff and Joan Stanford and just having these super interesting people, you know, Michelle McMacken, all these, all these great people. I mean, I, I'm missing a bunch because I don't, I have it in front of me. I have no notes. You guys, did I not mention that? I have no notes. Free, 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 free wheel in here. James Joyce in it. Just, just portrait of a podcaster. Um, I'm not even making like announcements this week. Uh, I, I will tell you, here's the list of places I'm going to be in the next f- few months. North Carolina, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Costa Mesa, California. I'm going to put the links on the show notes so you can do that. You can go to SidGarzaHilma.com and find out all about me in terms of like uh, you know social media, all that kind of crap. Um, yeah, so a lot's come up. I get uh, you know all these really, really nice reviews. And, and they're great, and I appreciate them, and I feel good about it. And then I get one bad review, and it just tanks me. It just tanks me. I don't know why this is about, and I'm not the only one, but I don't know why this is a thing about human beings, that all these positive things, and I think that maybe on some level positivity, and I, that word sounds more hippie to me than I would like it to sound, but I think positivity is, in a way, it's a baseline normal for us. And I think that negatives are we focus on them more because they're kind of abnormal. I think we I think we are kind as a species in a very weird way. Like we don't have to be, but I think deep down, 
there is a kindness to us. Even mean people, they're, they're, they have a, most have a capacity for kindness and compassion, at least to the people that are in their lives. And I sort of think that it's an expectation deep down of kindness and compassion, and that when we get a negative influence or a negative comment, it does make us go like, it tweaks us, it brings us right into present, and we go, God, that, that feels not normal in a way. And, and I don't want to even do the work that it would take to research why that is, and I don't even know if we have a definitive answer about why that is about our psychology. I don't know, and f- frankly, I don't care. What I do care about is the fact that when I see those things and feel the way that I feel about them, which is not good, I don't act on it. That, that's what I care about. I care about the fact that I go, oh, that sucks. That feels crappy, and I kind of process it, and the processing time over time has gone way, way down. It's like minutes now, and it was a days before. It's me going, that sucks. That feels crap. Okay, so what, what do I have to do? What work do I have to do? What work do I want to do? Let me, let me start thinking about my next video. Let me start thinking about my next podcast. The, the strongest aspect of this podcast experience that I've had is the consistency with which I approached it. I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it regularly. Otherwise, I'm not going to bother. Same thing with YouTube. Like I was uh, once a month, then I became once a week, then I became two times a week, then I started my book and I went down to once a week. My book is done, but now I'm busy with the subscription site. So I've kind of kept it at once a week, but it's on my radar. I don't, I don't do this like, well, if I feel like it, I'll do it because there's too many distractions and too much at stake in my life that I just would never do those things. Somehow I find the time. Somehow I do this every week in, in, a, in kind of a weird way in my own mind, like, wow, I've come here every week to do this. And it's the consistency of that that has opened so much other stuff. It is putting something regularly in your life that is life-enhancing and positive and, for me, fun and enjoyable and rewarding. I was coming out here to, just tonight, and I said to my son, um, okay, I'm going out to do the podcast. He had helped me clean the house. We, he and I were cleaning the house. And I said, okay, I'm going out to do the podcast. And he goes, okay. And I said, hey, did, did you know I'm doing my 200th episode? And he goes, wow, do you get a reward? I was like, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of do. I kind of do get a reward. I kind of get a reward every freaking week that I come here because I'm getting the emails from you guys and I'm getting you know, reviews that, that are meaningful. They're not BS. They're not like my friends where I'm going, can you guys just review? Because I don't have, they're like real. They're real. And it's real. And, it's, and it feels incredible every week to do this. And so that is a, re- but that's not an episode 200 reward. That's a episode one through 199 and 200 award. That is a reward. That's everything that I've put into this and getting all these things back is what this is. And it's been an incredible experience straight up and, and my YouTube channel too and just work with clients and everything else. My next phase, I guess if you call it, is, is the company that I'm going to talk about at the end of this podcast because it's kind of exciting for me. Um, I'm writing music again. Uh, these are big deals for me. They're not little. They're not like, oh, he's only doing five minutes a week. Like, what's the big deal? He's only writing like, a, so he wrote a song, whoop de doo so much is devalued in this world because, oh, do you have a record contract? Oh, do you, are you getting paid for that? Do you get paid for that? Like I, I speak at VegFest and I'm getting things more covered now than I was before because I'm a little more of an entity. So, you know, they'll cover my travel. But I like so many people go, oh, are you getting paid? And I, and I go, yeah, but why? like, why is that a thing? Like I'm speaking to hundreds of people 
talking about something that's positive and life, at least intending to be life affirming and, and, and helping people negotiate a crazy world and try to make decisions for themselves that are great for them and great for their kids and great for their parents. And all you want to do is go, Hey, so, um, do you, are you getting, are you getting paid? No, I'm not. So is it not valid? So I'm actually not talking to people because I'm not getting paid. It's a weird world we live in. I've been guilty of it too, that we, put these kinds of price tags on things and we put these kinds of before after things on on things and we and we miss the point so often about really 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 what is the value in situations or even in food for instance and you guys know I don't talk about food too much but I was teaching a class today and it's like if we can keep the value or sell you on the value of food being protein fat or carbohydrate we can sell you powders and supplements and all these kinds of things. If we can say it's what those things come with, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a second. The real value of food is the stuff that comes with the food that helps our bodies run well. But it's always this shifting of focus that is in large part governed by business and economics. And it's fine. I I, I get it. I'm running a business too. I I get it in a way. But what's what the difference is, is that if there's no ethic behind a business, if money is the thing, if money is the, if we consider money to be the only mark of success, and by the way, I don't say it's not a mark of success. It is. It's just not the only mark of success. And and for me, I'm, for me personally, I'm very, very willing to stay true to who I am as a person and a practitioner at the, at the quote, no pun intended, at the expense of a higher income than I am to sell myself out for more money. It, it's always been that way. I, it just feels dirty to me. To it, it, Musically, it did too. I was not going to try to write a hit song. I was going to try to write the best songs I could. And if it floats, it floats. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. It floated kind of okay, but clearly not enough to you know continue me making a, a, a career out of it fine. There was other factors at stake that I didn't want to be away from my family touring anymore. You know, like those very real things. Again, self-care and and how that butted up against self-identity. I was a musician and all of a sudden I was like, yeah, but this is in conf- conflict with my other parts of my life, like being with Lisa and being with Luna, who was our only daughter at the time. And then we moved up here and had, had, had Ronan and me and the twins. But how our the the view of this life that we live is so narrowed down sometimes. It's so much about, you know, how much money do you make? Uh, what's your title? And and in, and those are fine, but they're not the only thing. And when if we can broaden, like I want people to broaden their view of health way beyond food, like way beyond food, if we can broaden our ideas of success to embody the the other things besides money or fame. If we keep those things as the mark of success, we will do things that are totally in conflict with who we are to get that. It's like saying weight, a scale weight is health because then you'll do anything it takes to hit your scale weight at the expense of your happiness and health in many cases. We have to broaden our view of really what this means. And the problem with that, or I don't want to say the problem, the difficulty with that, if, if the world sort of says like, uh, you know, you make this much money, you're successful, is you can be super successful in your mind because of other factors. 
like I consider my podcast like the most successful. I, I feel like I'm the most successful podcaster in the world, that, I, in my own mind, because not because of download numbers and certainly not because of money, because I don't even have sponsorships. You guys donate and it's freaking amazing. I have to tell you, like I never talk actual dollars, but some a podcast listener donated $200 because it was my 200th episode. Like amazing. <laughs> so, so nice. Incredible. But to me, I have a super duper successful podcast because of mostly because of things not download related numbers and not money related numbers. The, 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 the difficulty with that is that I can't walk around going, you guys, I'm totally successful, not because of that stuff. I'm totally successful because I get incredible emails from people all over the world, and they're just gone. They've just, they just want to know how many downloads do you get and how much money have you made. That, that's it. And I have to be super confident in my own mind with what I know to be true for me to go on. Because if I let myself slip into the world, and I felt those things too, you guys, when I was playing music, it was like looking over my shoulder, like, wow, man, like they're making money, you know, that kind of thing. If I let myself slip into that world, I fail in, I fail. Then I'm a, then I, to me, I am a failure. Then I get swept up into that madness and I can no longer focus on making this podcast the best thing that I, Sid, can make it every week or my YouTube videos or whatever to grow as an artist and I think of myself as an artist in podcasting and the YouTube videos, like learning how to edit better and learning how to shoot. All those things are real. Those are real. And those are things that I want to put my mind to. I want to do better because of it makes me feel better to do things that way. I don't want to phone it in. I don't want to phone this podcast in. I don't want to phone in my videos. I can do, I can put a video up, no problem, but I want to continue forward motion. This is, this is what I want to get across with you guys every week. Is this kind of forward motion? Is this kind of adventure? Is this kind of uh, looking to new things? My newest YouTube video is called Want to Know What's Next. It's this idea of like being excited about what's next, not knowing, not knowing, being okay with not knowing. How do I teach people to do enough in their lives, of course, via small steps, to get the confidence along with it so that when you are successful, in your mind, successful, and then I mean true success, really what this is about, then it really does not matter what anybody thinks or how much money you make. If you like if I just all of a sudden made a ton of money with this podcast, it really would be incidental. Like it would I would be happy about it because it would whatever fix the dent in the minivan. But it's so secondary, I can't even tell you. So secondary that I've never searched out for sponsors. I, I, I've started taking donations like way, way into the podcast before I was like, yeah, I guess I should. People like, you guys should have an Amazon banner. I don't have that. I, I should. I know. And it'd be fine. I just, I literally, it make, I don't want to. I have no, I don't know why. It's just what it is. At some point, I will take that on probably because of the dent in the minivan. I mean, really, that's going to be the final inspiration. I was like, you know, that dent, it's got to go. Amazon banner ad right, right away on the old pot, on the old website. But if I can help you guys be more confident, have higher self-esteem, feel worthy in your own minds, not about anybody else, worthy in your own minds about who you are and that you're worth taking care of, if I can help you do that, and by the way, you do that by, not by somebody telling you, not by a, a, a book that you read that says, if you do this and, and talk this way and use this language, you'll have more confidence. It is by doing 
you become more self-confident and have uh, feel better about yourself when you prove to yourself that you can do stuff, that you prove to yourself that you can learn a new instrument, no matter how slow, that you can paint a picture, no matter how bad, supposedly, right? How that you can write, you 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 that you can eat healthy because you put one stock of celery, the famous stock of celery, on your dinner plate with whatever else you have. That is proof that you can do it. Maybe not at the level yet that that is going to be market worthy and success in the financial area worthy. Who knows? Who cares? You do it long enough, you will not care about that so much. Trust me, you're not going to care about the scale weight if you learn how to take care of yourself. People come to the scale weight. That's your paycheck. Scale weight's paycheck. Boom, paycheck. What'd you do for it? What did you do for that scale weight? Did you learn how to be a healthy and happy person? Did you learn how to take good care of yourself? Did you look? Did you learn how to consider yourself as as worthy and and of all these amazing things? And that you're an ass kicker. And then the scale weight came. Is that how you did it, or did you go on the Atkins diet because you had to get the scale weight as fast as possible? And wow, what a surprise! that that's an empty feeling when you hit that number on that scale weight because it's never been about that. You wanted to do these things because you wanted to be happy and healthy. That's the through line. With everybody I've ever worked with, nobody comes to me and goes, listen, man, can you help me be miserable and more unhealthy? They come, they may say, I want to be at a scale weight. I want to weigh 127. And I go, okay, why? Well, because I'll probably feel better if I, okay, well, then we're talking about feeling better. So that means don't go to 127 by eating a ketogenic diet? How about go to 127 by flooding your body with awesome food and learning how to lower your stress in all other areas of your life? Then when you get to 127, man, you earned your freaking paycheck. You earned it. And maybe you never even get to the 127, but that doesn't matter either because you got to a better place than you were before because you've proved to yourself what you can do for yourself. And this is like, I'm, you know, I'm in this, weird I sat down to think okay last week I was like okay 200's coming up what do I do do I plan out this thing plan out and I finally was like you know what it's it isn't a a special number to me because it's a lot of episodes that's that's why it's special because it's a lot I mean really that's why but so was 199 but I thought you know I don't want to this pressure that I'm putting on myself to create a special thing for 200 it was like that's not me that's not me I want to be honest with this episode and so the honest part of this episode is that I have been thinking about these things and I wanted to share them in the way that I've been sharing them. It's not easy coming here. It's not easy uh, putting your ass into the world to say, you know, here's this me I you have no idea how nervous I was and I I played I've played shows all over the United States, Canada, and Europe. I've played in front of thousands of people. And I was more nervous to put a stupid YouTube video of a new song up that I have been in, I don't even know how long. It was the weirdest thing of like, oh my gosh, what kind of comments am I going to get? Is somebody going to... And all this kind of stuff. And luckily, I had this arsenal of experience to say, yeah, keep talking, man, that sounds like me, but is totally not me. And I'm going to go ahead and record this song that feels good to me and do a video with my kids because it's fun and they loved the process and so did I. And that's, that is this thing in a nutshell. How do you let the chatter happen and still do what you want to do? And where's that? How do you get past the point where the chatter is governing you and transition to where you're not being governed by it any longer? And it doesn't go away. And that's not ever the goal. 
to make it go away. The chatter stays, fine, but you know what you stand for so that you listen to that and do the things that you want to do anyway. But it's nerve-wracking. It is not easy 200 episodes in. I never come here. Every time I post an episode, I just, in, in some little voice says, oh, if there's going to be, is there going to be blowback? Am I going to get a bad review? And I just keep doing it. And I keep doing it every week. And I want you guys to, whatever it is for you, whatever, whatever that is for you. I've never told somebody, write a book. Why don't you write a book? I've, I've maybe said, you know, is there anything creative that you like as we're like negotiating the steps list part of the work? Is there anything creative? Well, I used to draw, I used to, I used to do crafts. Okay, let's small step in it. But it's always like, is there something hidden in the back that you put on the back burner because it's so-called not as important because your job and caring for your kids, that uh, that's a supremely important. And it is, it is, it is. But is there something that you say like, I have, no, I have no time for that because of my kids and my job? Or, well, that's, you know, that's, frivolous to for me to draw that's it's you know what what am i fancy what am i the queen of england that i can sit down and draw i don't have the time for that that's when i step and go okay well let's see about that then and to build in a level of consistency with a low enough stress that you keep doing it because and i think i did an episode on this a long time ago but or in a video because that's where the magic happens i'm not a woo woo kind of I don't. I'm okay saying I don't have any idea. I know there's more to this than we think there is, and 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 I just. I but I don't know, and I'm okay with that. But there's enough magic that I've seen happen in my own life and with clients that there are, and with you guys, with the emails I get from you guys, that there are things at play here that happen when you engage. There are things at play that happen when you start something and continue with that thing long enough. For it to become truly part of you, well, the wall of behaviors is what I talk about. To become really part of that wall of behaviors is, is that thing. And, and, and there is magic there. And I don't know why or what it is, but it is. When you eat well long enough, when you stick with healthy eating, you ease your way in and it becomes part of who you are, it, it's, it's think crazy things, weird things happen, unexpected things happen. And it's the coolest thing. I mean, at the end of the day, like, what are we looking for? We're looking for fun and joy and, and the, the, the just insane caliber of people that I've interacted with since I started this podcast, since I put my book out, is insane. I have met inc- just the most incredible, interesting people and, and been able to meet them in person at these veg fests and get letters and people send me coffee and they sent me a bottle of scotch four years ago that I still have and I think I'm going to take a sip of tonight because it's my 200th episode. I just want to throw that out there. I just want you guys to know. Um, it's heavy box scotch. I'm not saying that. I, what I have did is I crumpled a uh, multivitamin in it. So it's, it's got everything I need. Everything I need. Um, but incredible people and, and, and giving people and, and, and just... I don't know. It's like it's nuts. The whole thing's nuts. I'm getting emotional because I don't because because I don't usually get emotional in this podcast and and because what you guys do is so uh, incredible just to come here and listen to this and to give me a platform to talk about this and then to for some of you who go on even further and 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 email me and you know my buds you know Bree and Sid my running partners and 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 going out and talking about that and Bree's always been super supportive of the podcast and from you know from 
virtually day one before I even knew she was listening to it, she was. And just friends and my family and, and, and Lisa, every Monday, you know, I go in this thing and I come back out and she's like kind of holding the fort down while I do this every Monday and just things being done by others to make this happen. Jeff and Joan Stanford to, to, you know, set me up. They set me up. I didn't have a 1800 bucks or whatever it was that bought that first laptop. I didn't have it. And he did it like he just did it. And it's been incredible. I mean, absolutely an, an amazingly wild ride. I hope that, um, I hope that there are a hundred more or more. I don't know where this is going to go. I, I, one of my favorite books of all time is the sports writer by Richard Ford. And one of the things I like about it is the, the lead character, Frank Bascom is a, was a novelist and he stopped writing novels because he didn't have anything else to say. And I, and I, I love that because there's a liberating freedom in that statement. He's not, I'm a novelist. I have to keep writing, even though it doesn't make me happy. It's, well, this is, I don't do this anymore. Cause it's just, I don't have anything else to say. And, and I will tell you, this is the truth. Every week I come here and I think maybe this is the last podcast. Maybe this is the last time every week, 200 episodes every week. Maybe this is the last one. And I want that always there for two reasons. One, I want to make sure if I'm doing it, it's because I find that I think that there are things of value that I can say. And two, and more importantly, this, this, that I'm not coming here because I have to, or because I should, or because it's an obligation. I'm coming here because this thing is important enough for me to continue. I come here because it's important enough for me to be a voice regardless of how successful I am or am not in the marketplace or with the number of downloads I have, that I'm a voice that says this world doesn't get to control us. This world does not get to, to make us unhealthy, that we are in control and we can gain control of who we are on an individual basis. We can take the power back when we feel vulnerable and feel fatigued and feel powerless. There is power to be had. And if I do anything, positively to tip the scales in your favor, then I have done my job. I don't care if it's one person or 3,000 people or 5,000 people. I don't, it, it, it does not matter. So in conclusion, sorry, I'm reading this off a of script. I'm joking. I have not read a single word off a of script. Not even, I didn't even script this espresso. Did not measure a thing. I just put the coffee in there and let it roll. Um, thank you. Without getting mushy, uh, you guys are awesome. I tell you that every week. Um, the struggle's real. I'm in it. I'm glad you guys are in it with me. I'm glad that we're not all robots and go, yeah, I understand how to negotiate the world perfectly. I'm glad that we do have what we have because it softens us a little bit. It's definitely softened me the way that I look at the world and go, yeah, I understand. There's like heavy duty stuff going on and I want to have a solution to it instead of just walking around being pissed all the time. I'd like to live a better example of, of happiness and joy because the choices I make are to that end. But you guys are great and you're incredible and and uh, lots of other synonyms for great. I could put in here if I had a Roger's thesaurus, but I don't speak French. Honestly, Roger, seriously? Anyway, um, I'm going to make, a, I'm going to finish up. Okay, but I have to make this announcement, and, and this is so weird, like I just did this podcast, and now you're going to go, oh, now he's doing so. I'm launching this the damn thing. I've talked about it for a long time. It's launching. Here's the thing. Go to smallsteppers.com, smallsteppers.com. 
It's being launched this Friday, um, January, sorry, <laughs> July 21st at 12.01 a.m., Friday, July 21st, 2017, through July 24th, 11.59. It will be offered at over 50% off. If you guys want to sign up and give it a shot, it teaches my small steps approach in depth for 12 weeks. It is not, I'm not stopping this podcast. I'm still going to come here every week. So anyway, smallsteppers.com if you guys are interested. Okay, that's the only thing I'm talking about in this week. But I have to mention it because it's actually happening. I, I'm so excited and I was like met with a guy today. Um, with that said, I'm going to wrap it up this week. Um, and I'll be back next week. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. It's been a crazy thing and I feel really uh, blessed to uh, have been able to pull this off and to all the people that have enabled me to pull this off, mostly my family, my kid, you know, my little son, he goes, wow, you're going to get a reward. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's an, they know, they know what I do here every week. Um, they know that I come in here. I don't think they know the extent of it and how much thought goes into this and how inspiring uh, you guys are. The classes I teach at the end, the work I do with private clients, and I'll mention for the 80,000th time in this episode, the emails that I get, they inspire, they're not just like, oh, it works. Fantastic. It's inspiring. It inspires me to work harder on who I am because you guys, many of you have struggles way, way beyond what I had and have ever had. I mean, people who grew up in, in situations that were not good, if you know what I mean. I mean, really, really rough. And for years, and now at 50, 60, 30, 20, saying, it's been years, but I'm going to make a change here. And I'm going to do it in a way because I've tried to make changes in the past and I burn out and I make, try to make a change and I burn out and I try to make a change. and I, But now, no more. Now, now this time I do it and I do it for real and I do it consistent and I do it forever. And I do it because not because somebody told me to. I do it not because there's a guru. I do it not because there's a teacher. I do it because it's because I can. And I know that now for the first time. And that this mind chatter that I've been listening to is exhausting and it's boring, frankly, and it doesn't have substance and it will not dictate my next move. I dictate my next move. I dictate my next move. All right, you guys. I'll be back with 201 next week. And heartfelt gratitude to everybody. And thank you for everything. Just freaking everything. Be well.
all that's wrong just steals your breath it just After all the hysterical And all the things you thought you'd get back You think this is a prison It's sleeping, but it's too much away. And if you'd gone the other way, you'd be, you'd be sitting nice and safe, pulling your hair out and shutting your eyes and shutting your eyes and again. Decision I 